also want to mention the story I wrote during the week, Ray. Uh, the famous Junie Diesels, Laurie mm. Daly's home side. What's happening there, Dino? Yeah, their first grade sides had to fold through mm. a lack of numbers. Uh, Laurie Daly, Adam Perry, Jason Liddle, uh, Lidden, uh, Mick Dobson. So, look, they've sent them away. They said, you don't have enough uh, numbers for yeah. this year. Hopefully you can regroup and come back next year. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's always sad when a famous country yeah. club folds. Um, it's not so much as simple, Ray, as saying they're folding. There's, there's reasons behind country mm. teams folding. You made a very good point off here. Mm. Tell oh, us. Well, well, I heard a stat yesterday, day before, 85% of Australia's population live effectively on the coast. So it's difficult for rural regions to have elite sport and also to fund elite sport. So... Um, that's a real issue and not just confined to rugby league. Our next guest, I might ask him about country racing. He'll get a, he's got a good handle on it. Richie Callender's on the line. Richie, good morning. And, and it's an interesting debate, isn't it, given the, the population does tend to live in the major cities on the coast. Um, even for, for country racing, I know the prize money is great, but they, they've got unique challenges out there in the bush. Good morning, Rich. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Bulldog. Yeah, they do. But what Bulldog's saying about a lot of the, the, the football with Laurie Daly's team, it, it all comes down to funding. Um, they go where they, they get best supported. Good and the point. one bonus we've yeah. got in racing is the funding is terrific. Um, country trainers, obviously, we can always do more. There's no doubt about that. But, uh, look, I, I think country racing's in a pretty good space at the moment. And um, we're going pretty good. But you, you've got to keep supporting country racing. It's the backbone. A lot of great people out there that do... I know a lot of our city trainers and provincial trainers work hard, but uh, they should spend a week in the in the shoes of a few mm. country trainers. Uh, they they're in the car about 16 hours a day, and then the other eight hours they're they're at the track, and then they start to work out when do I sleep? Yeah, no, the tyranny of distance is a major issue in the bush. But yeah, you mentioned that um, that the money is is good in the bush, and hopefully trainers are and participants are making a decent living out of the sport. More can be done. But little initiatives like the big dance, and I know people are saying, oh, but the city train is going to dominate this race. But I have a different view on that, Rich, and I'd love your thoughts. I think this is actually going to focus interest on country racing. And then with that, on those particular country cup meetings when that, that country cup is eligible for the winner and runner-up to go towards the big dance, that then has the byproduct of focusing more interest on that meeting, the support races, all the um, ancillary businesses that then get a, a push by people coming into the area for that race meeting, etc. Do you know where I'm coming from, Rich? Ray, it's like when you have, when you have the Olympics uh, or you have the Commonwealth Games, it, it's not just the money that happens on that day. That's not what the big picture is. It's that you've got that period of time to promote your city to mm. the rest of the world and then when they think of a holiday in three months' time or six months or 12 months, they come and you get the rewards then. When the, the big dance, the little dance was announced, Peter in Racing North Wales never said it was specific for country trainers. What it is is it's for country areas. Yeah. To vote the areas, yes, the city trainers will go because you're going to get at the end of it a big pie for a $2 million race. That's going to attract the biggest stables. We understand that. Um, but what you said is right. That helps the town that the big trainers come. But then the on-flux is that the prize money for the rest of the year continues to build and everyone gets to see how good the country racing is. So mm. there's negatives and positives, but overall I think it's a, it's a great positive. Um, I saw what John Hawks, the Hawks stable, took that horse, Brent and Abdullah won the other day up at... Bandersnatch, um, yeah. Mm. Bandersnatch at Tamworth. It'll now get into the... No doubt with its benchmark, it'll get into the final 
I remember, what's the last one in October? I think it's out at Canamble. Yes, that's um, right. They've already got a country championship, but now having the cup meeting as part of the big dance. Now, in six hours, you'll get a couple of good horses making their way out there, hoping to get the prize to come into the city, and that'll help Canamble as a city and a town. Mm, exactly right. And and on a similar theme, Rich, yesterday, the, the Hawkesbury standalone, it's been around since 2006. I know you're, you're a great supporter of that club and that meeting. I, I love the race day. And despite the, the weather again, which wasn't the best yesterday morning, um, again, the, the race meeting was excellent. And more importantly, the great buzz in the crowd, good numbers despite that morning rain. And, and uh, it just works, Rich. Well, let's talk about the elephant in the room to start with, Ray. You the the finishing it. post? No, because no. it's a $12 Uber fare for you to get there. Oh, no. <laughs> <Uber fare. laughs> That's why Ray Thomas loves it all. I, I can almost walk it. there. Oh, I'm well aware. <laughs> <laughs> no, Look, fair enough. Don't get me started on the winning post. I think mm. it's um, my personal opinion is that it's ridiculous. Um, when you've got a winning post 200 metres from the crowd, it just seems. It goes flat that last little bit, then everyone turns to a TV. No, I, I, and I think a lot of the time at Hawkesbury, we have some great racing there, but it's, I think it was more competitive when the winning post was further back. Um, therefore, we got speed into the race. A lot of races now aren't as speed. But in relation to the standalone day yesterday, when Brian Fletcher brought it in with, with the Racing Health Wales Health, it's been nothing but a success. Uh, even on days when it's gloomy and overcast, it's still a huge success yesterday. Um, Hawkesbury is so close to the city. James Head over there. I've had a couple of meetings with James with all the trainers at Hawkesbury, and there's a bit of a buzz around. Mm. That. I was out there on Wednesday morning again, um, walking the track. Ricky Johnson's done a good job. The track's in great nick. It, it's really going to build. We've got to get the infrastructure right, then we can build more stables and get more people and more trainers out there. But in five, ten years' time, it'll be a huge part. It's basically Sydney now, yeah. but in another five years, uh, you'll be saying, you're at Ramagal Hawkesbury. It won't <laughs> exactly. make a difference. Yeah. Rich, what's, what are your thoughts on the standalone concept, given we are off to Gosford and Scone in the next couple of weeks? Oh, I love it, Bulldog. I, you know, I, I think it's great for our sport, and I think in time we'll have, we'll have more. Look, the, 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 the turnover suggests that you know we race at Ramwick, we get the best. But when we have, particularly this year, with, with the weather we've had, like Ramwick, it, it it looks it looks like my old man. It looks a bit tired on a Sunday morning. Um, I hope it, Kenny's not listening to this. <laughs> you know what he'd be doing Sunday morning, Dad? Mm. At about this time, Dad goes for a swim Sunday morning. There you go. Yeah, old Kenny boy. He's, he's fighting fit at the moment, old Kenneth. Outstanding. Uh, no, but look, I, I think it's great for that, and particularly the Central Coast Bulldog. It's, you, know, you get you get to Gosford in forty five minutes. It, it's part of Sydney now. People don't even you don't even laugh when someone says, "Oh." I just live out of Sydney at the Gosford. We used to, but the roads and the expressways, mm. the trains, Gosford's so much part. Newcastle deserves it. Scone, it's like two days now. It's great to have two days back. And I know Steve Keane, the, the CEO up there, is going to rip it apart up there. And the, But everyone's back as one up there, which is great at Scone. Their two-day car will be outstanding. We've got the Wagga coming up. But in relation to standalone Bulldogs, it's great for the promotion of racing, the feature racing. And on a Saturday... They get to see Chris Waller. They get to see John O'Shea. They get to see Hugh Bowman and James McDonald, Tommy Berry. That's what it's about. And the, the, the country people, all the provincial people up there, they deserve to see the stars of our sport. Mm. Just one final one, Rich. The best horse from Hawkesbury yesterday? Um, well, the horse the to follow. for me yesterday was to see Lucy and Jason Adard win yep. uh, on mm. night. That was just special. Like That, that, that race means... 
that would be like Chris Waller winning the Melbourne Cup for them winning yesterday. And I'm so, so happy for two great people to win on their home track, win a feature race yesterday. Um, the best horse yesterday. God, Raymond, Raymond. Oh, oh, I reckon it might be one for the future. I'll, I'll, let, I'll leave you on this thought, Rich. His name, Sacrimony. Well, I was going to say second money, but then I thought you'd accuse me of being Chris Waller biased. No, no, I'm just asking you what the best horse, and I think potentially he's a very, very promising horse. So, anyway, hey, Rich, as always, really appreciate your thoughts on a Sunday morning. We're at Gosford next weekend. Look forward to seeing you up there, mate, and have a great Sunday. Two things, Ray, can I just leave you for the talk topic, Nathan Bagley. Oh, yeah, the, the, the Olympian rower, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bulldog. How can the NRL ever now charge another player with an eye gouge after Josh Mansell? It was strange, wasn't it, Rich? Not mm. much really came of it. In the end, he was charged, but only a fine. I saw it on the TV that night, and I was a bit surprised that no one actually brought it up. Mm. Yeah, Mansell on Kieran Ford. Let me stress, though, Josh Mansell is not a dirty player. Yeah. It's not in his makeup. It's not in his chemistry. It's not in his history. So, yeah, it was a very strange one, though, that not more was made of it. Yeah, uh, at the point. time. Yeah.